Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Air It Out podcast. I am your host, Ryan the Goose Gosker, here with you as always, episode 44, coming right at you. I got uh, Hank Aaron, Reggie Jackson, it's a pretty good number, Jim Brown, uh, just some favorites. I'm joined by my co-host, Joel Bioka. Jolan, welcome. George Irvin, Pistol Pete, Ernie Davis, a couple names you forgot. Ernie Davis uh, in The Express, that's a great movie, and we are joined by our uh, two-time guest, now three-time, I believe, Eric Moltner. Eric, welcome back. What's up? What's up? Always good to have you in the studio. And uh, I went with b- a couple baseball guys first, Jolan, because oh, baseball is back. Opening day was this past week. Uh, sadly, the New York Mets were not in action due to we don't really know, but there was an outbreak in the Washington Nationals clubhouse, uh, another stain on D.C. Uh, that just continues to go. So the Mets will play Monday against the Phillies. Um, I'm upset. I was looking forward to open, opening day. Lindor signed the big contract extension with the Mets. He's I know. I got years. I got your voicemail crying on on Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Oh yeah, I was upset. I was upset. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you mentioned. But nonetheless, yeah, Steve comes comes through. Yeah, you mentioned Lindor, ten years, three hundred forty-one million dollars. I think you know, and again, Eric's a Yankee fan, but I think everybody at this table can agree, this is a move that would never happen in the Wilpon era. It never did happen in the Wilpon era. And it certainly never would have. Uh, yet here we are. Francisco Lindor is going to be a Met until he's 38. And he said hopefully by the time he's 38, he's still a bad MF. Uh, and, well, I sure hope so too. But Very frank. Let's, yeah, let's go with that one. Uh, Jolan, let's let's run through division by division. And let, let's get it rolling. We, we got a lot to talk about today. All right, yeah. Let's just start with the American League East. Obviously five good teams. Well, three good teams and two other good teams. In quotes. <laughs> Well, let's start with the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Boston Red Sox, and the Baltimore Orioles. Mo, let's start with you. Let's start with the Yankees. What do you like about your team right now? Maybe a record prediction. What do you not like about your team? Then we'll go over to Goose. Okay, yeah, the Yanks. Uh, record pre- prediction. Uh, I'm not good at math, but anything that's 108 wins and whatever amount of losses that is to go there. 108? 108, yeah. Uh, serious? Ser- dead serious. <laughs> oh, dead crazy. serious. Uh, what I like about them, I think they have the best lineup in baseball, maybe not with the Dodgers, but uh, one through nine, once Voigt gets back at first, there's not a real out in that lineup. Uh, their bullpen's a little shaky. We lost a bunch of guys. Looks like Zach Britton might be out for who knows how long. And uh, to start the year off, we got Chapman on a two-game suspension. Uh, for throwing at a guy that hit a big home run last year at us. So, uh, like, the, these first few games, we have, like, no one in the pen. We're missing, like, everybody. But, uh, yeah, they're going to be really good. Now, do you like what Stanton's been doing? Let's talk Stanton for a little bit. Uh, big contract. Over so, five opening day. Yep, yep. He, uh, I think he's 0 for 3 today. But uh, he had a huge postseason for us last year. I think he had, like, right around 300, six homers. I'm a postseason guy. If he can do that, he can do whatever he wants in the regular season. Uh, and I just want to see him stay healthy. If him and Judge... It'd be cool to watch DJ LeMahieu, uh, Judge, and Stan bat one, two, three, or one, two, four, and all be healthy for an entire year. Now, Goose, let's go to you because you're not a Yankees fan, and it would be pretty biased to ask uh, Eric right now. But do you see this team as like a legit World Series team? I do. I, I don't see them as 108. I got them at 97. Uh, I think it's a good number for them. Again, you, you mentioned what the Yankees go through on a year-to-year basis, injuries, all, all that different stuff. Britain's out, I believe. I think it's almost three to four months. He's on the uh, sixty, so it's yeah, at least so sixty. It's gonna be it's gonna be at least a long time uh, before we see him. And I just think throughout the course and the bumps and the ups and downs, I think they get to 97, 108. Uh, that's that's a lot of wins. But uh, listen, this is a team for the past four years, Joel. I, I think, and you know, we started this podcast last year, 
You can go back and listen to the episodes. I thought the Yankees were a World Series team last year. I thought they were a World Series team the year before. That's just kind of the expectations that comes with the pinstripes. Uh, that's that's the way it is. You expect to be there at the end, and when you're not, it's obviously disappointing. And again, being taken out by Tampa Bay last year, uh, but now you're getting a full season in, getting a full 162. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they got as as they head throughout the course of the season, and uh, we'll see where they are. You know, come come July, the dog days of August too. Uh, we'll see where they're sitting. Let's move on to a team that just beat them in opening day, the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Eric, you said they're pretty sneaky good. What do you like about the Blue Jays? Uh, yeah, they're young and they got a good offense. I mean, Vlad Guerrero Jr. over there at first base, that dude's gonna be legit once he gets everything. He lost a ton of weight, like forty pounds or something like that. Damn, Looks I gotta a lot get better. on his diet. Yeah. <laughs> a million dollar meal plan. <laughs> yeah, uh, Boba at stops. Obviously, the next star of the of baseball. They just got Springer. He's hurt right now, but he's Springer. Everyone knows what he's going to bring to the table. And uh, they have Biggio at third, and then uh, I always pronounce his name wrong, Floriel or something like that, the left fielder, the brother of the guy in the Astros. So they're, they're young and they can hit. So they'll you, be they'll be all right. Do you think this team has a legit chance to dethrone the Yankees um, in the AL East? Uh, I don't know if they have enough pitching to. Uh, to beat the Yanks because it's hard to hit with them. Like I said, the Yankees aren't that good, but I can see them. The playoffs are still expanded, right? There's gonna be two wild card teams. So. I believe so. Yeah, I, I, they're a serious chance at one of those two wild card spots. Now, Goose, let's move to you with Tampa Bay Rays. Just kind of, we have 30 teams obviously to go through. Oh baby, do you like this team? They obviously went to the World Series last year, but trading away Blake Snell is obviously a big issue. What do you like about this team? What do you not like? Yeah, I mean, if uh, the the Rays just every year, year in year out, they just you know they remind you of Brad Pitt and Moneyball. And they just—it's just the same thing every year. They just dumped Blake Snell, who they wouldn't let go past uh, the sixth inning in the World Series. Um, you know, they let him go to the Padres, and you're kind of sitting there wondering. I just think they find a way to be good again. They find a way to be a pest in the AL East. They always find a way to be the thorn in the Yankee side. It just—it just—they're just one of those teams that, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're you know, competing for the division, whether they're competing for last place in the division, they just find a way to be. A, a pain in everybody's rear end, and I think they continue that this year. And you know, again, never rule out that they can make some noise. Well, let's move to the bottom um, half of this bracket, if you will, with the bottom two teams: the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles. Now, I'm putting them together obviously because they haven't made because they ton both of moves. stink. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they made a ton of moves this offseason. Do you think this team, the Boston Red Sox and Baltimore Orioles, do you think these teams rather? are on their way like to a full rebuild, or what do you expect from them? Uh, I don't know what Boston's really doing. Their whole salary is in a lot of trouble. Sales making a ton of money to not be able to throw a fastball. Um, Baltimore's been in this rebuild for about seven years now. Uh, I won't talk that too poorly about them because they did draft my buddy Kevin McGee. So hopefully they're building something there. But that has to do with the Yankees, I think, winning so many games because they play both those teams 19 times each, I believe it is. So that's a potential at, you know, 35, 30 to 35 wins right there, realistically. That's a good point. Goose? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, are the Orioles, you know, we, I want to see Kevin called up. Uh, I want to see him pitching, obviously, at the major league level. But you're right, this rebuild has been going on for a long, long time. Uh, you know, and, and the Orioles have really been hurting for for years. You just go back to when Cal Ripken retired and, you know, the wheels have kind of fallen off the bus ever since. It's had a couple of years where they've been, uh, pretty good, and you know they had Miguel Tejada, I think, at one point. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, the, these two teams, it, there's there's no amount of like bathroom spray that you can spray in the air to make these teams stink any less. <laughs> like th- these teams, these teams are expected to compete for last in the AL East. 
Now, who's going to get the crown? I'm not sure. But they, they both are not great. Um, you know, again, like I said, hopefully Kevin McGee's called up. Matt Harvey's pitching for the Orioles. Uh, but that's that's about it. I mean, Boston, like Molt said, what are you doing? So let's go to overall predictions of the AL East. Molt, let's start with you. How many playoff teams you think are going to be here? And then who wins? Uh, so I'm thinking the Yankees win the division uh, just because of the longevity of the 162. Uh, I think there, there could Tampa and Toronto could both make the playoffs once again. Because I think Boston and Baltimore might be the two worst teams in the AL. So you're just beating up on them. But uh, I'm saying at least two playoff teams from this division. Goose. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think two two's the right number. Uh, I, th- I have the Yankees taking that division. Pretty easy. We'll move on to the American League Central. Now this one's kind of a toss-up. There's a couple of decent teams. Um, and it, the Chicago White Sox, we can start with them. They could probably separate themselves right here. Goose, let's start with you. Do you like the White Sox this year? Uh, I do. Uh, it's funny. The AL Central was playing in the snow on opening day, Hello. which was awesome to watch Miguel Cabrera, who's about 150 years old, uh, hit an opposite field home run in the snow and then slide into second base because you can't see whether it's a home run or not. Uh, that tells you all you need to know. But you're right. You just look through this division. I, I don't see – there's nothing that screams sexy about Detroit or Cleveland. I, I think the White Sox, this is, this is their time. You know, we talk about this with teams in other sports. It's it, it's you got to win it now, and I think that's the kind of position the White Sox are in. I think they got a good young core, uh, but uh, they they got to go get the division this year. Well, what about you? You like the White Sox? Uh, yeah, they're they're interesting. Uh, I think they got a bunch of young guys like Tim Anderson at short too. He's like Bo Bichette, another stud shortstop coming up. Uh, they have a Bray over at first, which uh, he won something. He won the MVP last year, I believe. Yeah, I yeah. think so. He won the MVP. It was like a weird MVP. Like you didn't really hear about him at all, and all of a sudden at the end of the year, his numbers were like pretty good. He can play. Their rotation, same thing, is a little interesting. I think Dallas Keuchel is their number one there. He hasn't hit ninety miles per hour in about, about four him. years. Yeah, a lot of people have <laughs> forgot about him. He shouldn't be an ace, but uh, I think that division is probably going to be the White Sox division because I don't think any other team there, maybe Minnesota, is that scary. Well, it's kind of rapid fire through the American League Central because obviously. It's shaky, but the Minnesota Twins, Nelson Cruz obviously is back for them. Mo, let's start with you. Do you like the Twins? Do they have a real shot to win 85 games, 90 games? Uh, 90 might be a lot. I think they're right around a 500 ball club, but I think that division's won at right around 500, maybe a game or two over. Uh, they got some guys. They have, what, Nelson Cruz still there. How old's that, dude? Um, still gonna, and he's going to hit 25, 30 <laughs> home runs anyway. It doesn't matter. He is, and they're all going to be over 400 feet. Yeah, uh, he did sign the one-year, thirteen million dollar contract, so it is a rental, if you will. I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, that dude, he they might say whatever age he is, he's definitely like forty-five. When you look at this guy, he just looks <laughs> I am old. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they'll be all right. They're the Twins. They're probably gonna hit a bunch of home runs, uh, give up a lot of runs, and do what they do the same thing every year. Goose, let's move to you for Cleveland. Um, what do you oh, think boy. their record will be? And now, just a couple uh, years removed from blowing a three-one lead. Um, in the World Series, what do you think this ball club could do to bounce back? Yeah, Cleveland, this is for you. You guys are going to be awful this year. Uh, I don't, I don't buy much stock. I think you know, you talk about the top teams in this division, the White Sox and the Twins. It's going to be who can beat up on Cleveland and Detroit the best, right? Who can win seventeen of the nineteen games? Who can win fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen of those nineteen games uh, against each of those teams? You know, so maybe the magic numbers. You know, sitting around 34. Can you win 34 of the 38 games against those teams? I think that's probably the magic number. But, yeah, no, I, 
Cleveland, I, I don't have much faith in. Something tells me they're going downhill fast. Let's go to the Royals with you, Molt. Do you think this team oh, has any chance? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Royals have any chance to repeat some of their earlier 2010 successes? Uh, so going into the year, I didn't, but I'm even looking at it now. They scored 14 runs yesterday, and they have 10 runs scored already today. So I like look at their box score. I'm like, who am I missing on this team? I still don't know half the guys in this lineup. Like I know, I know Whit Merrifield. Like he's always been a kind of a name the last couple of years. Right. They just traded for Ben Attendee from the Red Sox, yep. but I never thought Andrew. he was that crazy good. And then Perez is still their catcher. And I think they have that. Maybe their shortstop there is pretty good too. Yeah, they have Soler too. Yeah, yeah, yeah out there. He's so uh, I mean, if there's, I mean, they're obviously not going to stay on pace of scoring 24 <laughs> runs in two games. But if they can hit like this well, yeah, they're going to win some baseball games. If you can score six, seven runs a night. The Yankees have done it the last five years. They'll win games. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very, very good point. Goose, we'll go to you with Detroit. You had already alluded to them being pretty bad. What are your expectations for the Detroit Tigers this year? Yeah, they're going to be much like uh, much like the Tigers in Wizard of Oz. They're not going to they're they're going to be pretty scared, pretty terrified the whole year. I can't I, like like I, said, I have no idea where you're going with that one. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. Uh, what, he lacks courage, I think. Put it together. Put it together. There you go. So uh, yeah, like I said, Miguel Cabrera is probably older than the statue in Ponton Lakes. Uh, <laughs> pick any statue, and he's probably older than that. Um, I just there, there's just nothing there. The curse of AJ Hinge, hopefully. Oh jeez. Um, let's wrap it up. Mo, who do you like to win this division? How many playoff teams do you see? Uh, is any of are any of these teams deep enough to make a World Series run? Uh, the White Sox, I think, are going to win the division. I think they'll be the only playoff team out of that division, and I think they have enough pieces that they could scare somebody. Uh, I don't see them winning the American League by any stretch, but they could win the first round. They could scare someone, especially in the five game first round series. They could beat someone in a five game series. I think in a couple of years they they might make a very very deep run. Goose, who do you like? Yeah, I, I like the White Sox too. Jose Abreu did win AL MVP last year. I uh, expect him to put up big numbers again and uh, them them to win this division. Do you think the Chicago White Sox have enough juice to make a deep run? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think you know, again, it all depends, too, on how you finish the year, momentum, all that good stuff. But I, I don't see it. I think they probably they probably get bounced in the first round. But, again, it's, it's all building experience uh, and, and things like that. So that way, in a few years, they can make that really deep run. We move forward to the American League West. Oh, boy. We'll start with um, one of the top teams in baseball last year, I believe, um, the Los Angeles Angels. Um, Mo, let's start with you. What do you like about this team? Can they make a deep run? Uh, Mike Trout is what you like about this team. He's still the best <laughs> player in baseball. Uh, they have Rendon over at third now. That guy's legit. Uh, the interesting thing is I want to see what uh, Otani can do. I want to see a whole 162. Is he going to stay healthy? He said he's done pitching, right? He's not going to pitch anymore? I think so. I'm pretty sure he hit 100 in spring training. Are you sure about that? I thought they were saying after the Tommy John he wasn't going to pitch anymore. I don't know. I hope he does pitch. I hope well, I'm he wrong. He has a bat, too. So. Yeah. yeah. I hope I hope he does pitch. Uh, maybe even like a relief thing, like literally playing the field and then come in in the eighth inning and like close the door <laughs> on someone. That'd be sick. That's some Little League stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think this team's record is? Like, making a deep run? Yeah, I think they can make a run. Uh, the record's always... Uh, for this division is going to be interesting. So I think a lot of these teams are decent, so it's going to be hard. This is probably right around an 88-90 to 90 win team if everything goes right, depending on how good Houston is again, too. And I think like Oakland's going to be pretty good out here, so it's going to be tough. Let's stay on the Angels with you, Goose. What do you like about this team? Yeah, I got him at 87 wins, okay, so right, yeah. right around the same mark. I, he He's right. Mike Trout's the guy you like. He's the guy you <laughs> the love. War, you know. Numbers. Oh, he's just... It's stupid. It really is stupid how yeah. good he is. 
And, you know, you want... And that's why, again, I, I hope that they uh, supersede my expectations because I would love for him to get into the postseason. Yeah. You know, you want to see the best players in the postseason. You can't fix the game so he gets in the postseason. It's not how baseball works. Um, so, you know, but again, a guy like Rendon, like I watched him kill the NL East for years. So, you know, maybe he can do something. What are you going to get out? Listen, you can't imagine. Right. You're not going to get a lot at Albert Pujols, but you're going to get something. He hit a home run the other night. He is a Hall of Famer. Uh, it did look painful, him trotting around the bases, but he hit a home run. Uh, and then Otani's the X Factor. Absolutely, 100% the X Factor. Because, again, if he can come in, get you three outs, I mean, that's that's an entirely different thing. And he could swing the bat. So, uh, it's just one of those funky things. But I wonder when he if he comes in in relief, he then becomes a pitcher. The pitcher doesn't bat in the AL. So I wonder if does the bat come out of his like how does that how does that kind of how does that dynamic work with them? But again, I think I think they get to eighty seven wins. I think they get to the postseason this year. Well, we'll go to you for the Houston Astros, one of your favorite teams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, obviously, the departure of George Springer to the Blue Jays is something to talk about. Um, do you like this team? Are they digressing? Uh, they're still be really good. They are. Uh, getting older, other than at a couple spots, they're still going to win a lot of baseball games. They're saying that Correa, though, they're shortstop, that they're nowhere close on a contract right now, which is cool. I hope he leaves them. I really hope the Astros <laughs> don't make the playoffs ever again. But uh, yeah, they'll they'll probably make the playoffs uh, here. They got a couple. They got a bunch of good guys. You know, Bregman's still there. They still have Altuve, obviously. Um, so yeah, they'll be all right. You don't think the the World Shame Tour that's now in play with fans coming back will affect them? Uh, I don't know because I feel like it. Uh, it's not the same. If last year we had fans, it would have been a lot different. I think a lot more guys would got hit by pitches, a lot more booing and whatnot. They'll still get booed, but it's not. It doesn't feel the same. Even like right now for me, it doesn't hurt the same as it would have last year when I, if I got to see them again. Goose Houston Astros. What do you like about them? What do you not like? Yeah, I mean Correa already got beamed against Oakland. Yeah, they, they're they're gonna have a fight in that division. Like I can't wait for that brawl. They're gonna pop up on the bottom of Sports Center. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what life is like to not have your shortstop on your team for, you know, <laughs> after this next year. So, I uh, can't, can't really talk to my Astro fans about this. Uh, but I, I think you're right in terms of the, uh, the pressure on them. I think they felt a, a good amount last year, uh, because you got to remember they do play in a division where like COVID's not a thing apparently. So like they, you know, they still had fans and stuff at games and, and all that good stuff. So. Uh, I expect them to be decent again this year. Uh, I expect them to play, play well. Correa, you know, I think Correa is the guy for them. Uh, that's that's gonna that's he's gonna make or break that season. Uh, and it's easy sometimes I think to say it's the it's the best player on the team that's gonna make or break it. But uh, you know, like for the Angels, it's Otani. He, I don't he's not the best player on the team. Trout's the best player on that team. He's the best player in the world. Um, you know, but I, so Correa is the guy this year. He's got to be. Exceptional. If he's exceptional, this team, yeah, they can make a run. So let's break down just the bottom half of this division um, with the Oakland A's, the Seattle Mariners, and the Texas Rangers. Mo, we'll start with you. Which of these teams has the best chance to make a bid maybe to win the division? Because I do see these teams as the bottom half, maybe 70 win guys, 65 win team. Uh, I think Oakland's going to be pretty decent this year. I think last year, uh, the last two years, they've been competing for a playoff spot in the last couple weeks of the season. They're the same thing as, like, the Rays. They're, like, a scrappy, cheaper team that, you know, has good analytic department. They'll fight. You're not going to beat them. You're not going to sweep them too often. Uh, I think they have a shot at actually making some noise in this whole little get-together. And I think this could also be a three-playoff division if uh, 
the AL East doesn't play up to par. I think the Angels, Houston, and Oakland could all make it. But Seattle and Texas, Texas is really bad. Yeah, They're a very <laughs> bad baseball team. And Seattle's not good either, but they're not as bad as Texas. Texas is really bad. I think I don't have as high of expectations on Oakland as you do, but Goose, out of those three teams, the Oakland Athletics, Seattle Mariners, and Texas Rangers, who do you think out of the mix will maybe get a playoff spot or five for third, maybe even first in the division? Listen, I think you're biased because Oakland's got the worst stadium in the division. Uh, but uh, listen, they're, they're, they're a scrappy team. There's a reason there's a movie made about them. Uh, because they just find different ways to get there. They find different ways, and it, that's a team I, I, I agree. they got to be competing for a playoff spot. They have been. They play the playing game last year. I thought they, they I thought they may have played the playing game, or they played a last a last game of the regular Came season. Wire, I think yeah, something that. like that. So uh, you're right, Texas is bad, and I listen, my roommate's a Seattle fan. They're, they're god-awful, too. Yeah, but they got Jared from us, so. Or, they got Jared from Subway? No, Kalinic or whatever his last oh, name is. Oh, yeah, no, like that guy. When they, when they fleeced us for Robbie Cano and yeah. Edwin Diaz, yeah. who I'd trade for a bag of Lay's potato chips right Mets, now. Us, meaning the Mets, yes. Yeah. They fleeced us. But, yeah, he might be a top prospect to look forward to. He's going to do a, a lot of exciting things. Molt, let's bring it to you. Who wins the AL West? Uh, that's going to be a tough one. I want to say the Angels just because I don't want to say Houston. I think the Angels finally get over the top. They win that division. And we get to see Trout uh, play some playoff games for the first time in like five years. Like Goose, that. I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take Oakland to win this division. Nice. I think finally they 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 finally nice muster up enough. That's a bold prediction, dude. I think yeah. Oakland's be pretty good, man. I don't, I, yeah, listen, man. Again, you don't know. We we saw again the little fans that we saw last year. Houston was fragile, about as soft as Charmin. And you know, I can't imagine what's going to happen now. Texas is going to have full capacity, so they're screwed down there. And so, you know, I, I just I think I like Oakland. Riding with Oakland. That's awesome. They got the worst stadium in Major League Baseball, uh, second behind the Rays. But I'll take them to win this division. Better question, how many playoff teams get in? Well, based on our predictions from the other divisions, it seems likely Can this three. be a three? I think, I think it would have to be three. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to Toronto. And then, I mean, I thought Oakland would be the fighter for that second wild card spot. If Goose thinks they're winning the division, it would come down to Houston or L.A. for that last spot with Toronto. I think L.A. would edge them out. We'll move on to the NL East. Obviously, um, one of my favorite divisions because the New York Metropolitans. Um, Goose, we'll start with you. But we'll start with the Atlanta Braves, actually. Uh, good team. Oh, they won geez. the division last year. Um, this team can make a lot of noise, can even make a World Series run. What do you like about this team, and what do you don't like necessarily? Yeah, they went to the NLCS last year. They, you know, they pushed the Dodgers pretty well. Freddie Freeman's a stud. Uh, Acuna is still great. And uh, listen, this team, this team, if it wasn't for my biased nature, would win this division. Uh, and and they got a real good chance to win anywhere from ninety five to hundred games. Ooh. They they have a they have a good chance of doing. That. They always have a solid rotation. I I don't know I I don't know the exact names of their rotation. I'll actually look that up. But they uh they always just find a way. I mean, barring the my Marlins, there's no really give me teams in this division right now. Do you think ninety five to one hundred is realistic? Oh yeah. I mean, listen. I think somebody in the division's got to get there. Uh. So and again, I think. Honestly, I'm not big on Washington. I, I don't know if it's just because they got 
uh, the first series of the year postponed or what? I, I think I think they might be uh, – I, I think they could get pushed around too. But uh, their pitching staff, uh, Max Freed, uh, Mike Soroka, Ian, Ian Hernandez, Charlie Morton. Uh, so they they got some they got some decent guys. Drew Smiley, Josh Tomlin. They I think they can find ways to win ball games in this division. And again, Jolan, the ultimate X factor in this division every year is the Mets. Because if the Mets are good, you're right. Getting to 95 and 100, it's going to be a lot harder. The Mets suck like they usually find a way to do. Uh, 95 to 100 is much more uh, feasible. Well, let's go to you with the Atlanta Braves. Obviously hot in the NLCS last year. Who do you like? Yeah, I think uh, Goose put it right on the – hit the nail on the head there. I think they're a 100-win caliber roster. I hate hearing this. But I do – no, they're the best team in the division. They're <laughs> yeah, definitely no, the best team in the division. But I think you were right, Jolan. I think it's going to be tough. Just from the pitching between Washington, Philly, and the, and the Mets, you have a bunch of legit starters you're going to be facing a bunch of times in the year. And, you know, especially as the season gets long, it's not fun playing Scherzer – Degrom, uh, Aaron Nola, you don't like seeing those guys in game one twenty. You don't want to, you don't want to feel like dealing with that anymore. So I think it will be hard for them to win hundred games. Uh, but yeah, they're also very young too, which isn't fun for a Met fan. They're not only like really good, they're like really really young. Too. Yeah, and they got what Ronald Acuna on like pennies to the dime yeah, from like, yeah. his contract. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It hurts my soul, especially because of what we just paid Francisco Lindor, ten year, three hundred forty one million. I don't know how much of that is guaranteed. I want to say all of it. Probably all of it. Is it? It's baseball. So he's here till 38 until I'm 33. Goose, we'll start with you in the New York Metropolitans. Who do you like as Mets? I mean, listen, it's pretty simple. The Mets win 125 games. We all go home happy. (laughs) No, it never works out this way. Here's what's going to happen. The Mets, uh, so what are we? We're at the beginning of April. The Mets will play well. We'll say probably. First four weeks? Yeah. And then May, they'll, they'll be like, holy crap. Look at this team. They'll be like 22 and 7. And then in June, they're just gonna hit. They're gonna hit like it's like when you hit a deer. Like your car's just gonna friggin' explode, <laughs> and this team's just gonna go completely off the rails. Then they're gonna get Thor back in July. It's gonna. He's got some growing pains, obviously, to go through when he comes back. Then in August, like August twenty seventh, I would say, probably right around the trade deadline, they may or may not make a move. But something's gonna happen in that clubhouse where they're like, oh, we should play. And then they're gonna get to the end of September. They're gonna fall like a game and a half short. And if they had played half the way they did it earlier in the season, they'd make the postseason. Uh, that's typically how it's gone for the Mets. That's that's pretty that's pretty good. Now, listen, I think expectations being high, I, I you know this year I think the the talent on the roster backs the expectations more than it has in previous years. Degrom is still the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, that that is and and. The, the key thing is how do you perform in one-run games? And the Mets' bullpen is still an issue. Uh, I don't trust Batances. I do not tr- Edwin Diaz, I think I trust myself more than Edwin Diaz right now as a closer <laughs> of the Mets. I, I just I think that's where the Mets could, uh, could fall this year. I really do. I think it's because of that back end. And you mentioned the tough pitching. How many one-run games are they going to be playing in? And that bullpen's an issue. Well, you said you have a, a rant about the Mets. Let's hear it. Yeah, uh, so my little rant about the Mets is uh, I thought that uh, contract from the door had to happen. You had to give him that money. Yep. I don't think it's necessarily a great contract. You'll be paying a 30, when he gets to like 35 to 38, you're paying him $130 million for those three years. Yep. Uh, I think he's a good shortstop. I think he's very good. Uh, $34 million a year is a lot of money for him. I mean, I I deal with Stanton every day, so you know, big contracts are not fun. And I'm not saying uh, 
good teams don't do those type of things. So the Yankees do it every five years. We sign someone, we shouldn't have that type of money. But I think the Mets are. I don't think the Mets finished top two in their division this year. I think they're third. They could possibly make the playoffs. Uh, but my biggest gripe with the whole Mets fan base right here is you guys sign Lindor, and I just see this thing as we have a face of the franchise, right? You guys are all finally. You finally. What happened to Pete Alonso? Did he die? Did He's he there. get in a car accident? He's there. You guys lost all faith in this man as a human being? <laughs> so What about Jeff McNeil? He batted 300 two years <laughs> that's, ago. That's so true. What about Conforto? Four years ago, I heard Conforto was better than Aaron Judge. Well, What happened to these guys? So what happens is they're still on the team. Yeah, I, I'm aware. But yeah. now we have this centerpiece face. Because Pete Alonso tests the waters. Aaron Judge tests the waters through the face in New York. Those guys clearly aren't it. Hold on. Oh, Aaron my, Judge my, is the face of the Yankees. You guys had a student, like a whole section for him now, and he might be gone in a couple of years. He was not going <laughs> anywhere. Here, listen, I think I think it's very clear that you, Jolan, have said something on Twitter that has allowed Maltner to sit here and believe that this is all of us. Listen, Pete, Pete Alonso was awful last year. Yeah, he started to fight, he started to fight a little bit of what we saw his rookie year towards the end. So he was awful last year. Yeah, he's got to be better, and. I, I just I, I think I think it was I don't know papers. what your head was going through Dom when you Smith, tweeted that Lindor was the face. He, I, I didn't tweet that specifically. All right, I was just excited about his well, signing. I, I subtweeted. And I wanted all the listeners to know about 11 hours before he signed, he was almost on my crap list for life. I thought he wasn't getting signed, and I thought it'd be a rental year where he had to prove his worth of 300 plus million, which would have been good for the Mets, but bad overall for what we traded for him. But at the same time, like. This guy is now set in stone, has the contract. He's here for 10 years, whether we like him or not. Might as well prop him up as the top guy. Because he is one of the best shortstops in baseball still. Yeah, yeah but I, I I don't know. I'm kind of with Moldner on this one. I'm not I'm not giving him the crown right away. I will. I want to see him play. Listen, if anybody should have the face of the franchise, and I know he says like five words every press conference, but it should be DeGrom. Yes. I mean, the dude's won. He won back-to-back Cy Youngs. He had a great case last year for it. The dude's been unbelievable. And He's the face of the franchise. The Grom is the defensive face of the franchise. <laughs> 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 we need to bet. Um, well, let's go to you. Move on in the NLEs because it's taken us quite a while. With the Washington Nationals, you said the Mets might not even finish top two. I think you're alluding to this team. Do you like the Nationals? Uh, I do. Honestly, I like the Phillies too, though. I think the top four teams in this division might be the strongest top four in any division. Not uh, what I want to hear. Yeah, no, <laughs> but same hear. thing with uh, the Nationals. They got Scherzer. Who, yes, DeGrom's probably the best pitcher in baseball, but any given night it could be Scherzer. His stuff is disgusting. When he throw when he's on, yeah. he might be better than DeGrom when he's at his A plus game. Uh, his, he's second dude, best in baseball when he's on. Alright, sure. DeGrom. Second best in baseball. He they're let's put it this way, they're both unhittable. When they're playing A plus, I don't care who's in the batter's box, you're you're grounding out softly or striking out. Uh you know, Juan Soto's legit. That guy's probably has COVID though. Goose was saying earlier it's, it's probably his fault again. Um, they have a bunch of really good guys. Trey Turner's over there. Um, so they're going to be really good, I think. So Goose, let's go to you. Yeah, honestly, I, I discredited them before without even actually looking at this lineup. And they got guys like Kyle Schwarber, Josh Bell, Starlin Castro's hurt right now, Jan Gomes, Josh Harrison. So a lot of guys, that they're, they're not going to pop at you. They're not going to sign with a team and then be named the uh, face of the franchise. <laughs> but uh, they're pretty good pieces. And uh, this Washington team, I want to see them fail. I think that's why I said what I said before. So, uh, yeah, uh, down to Washington. It's kind of the Yankees' uh, method right there with, like, Bell and Schorber. They're going to bat 235, but you hope they pop out 40 of them (laughs) in between those 45 (laughs) strikeouts. Stay in numbers. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) We'll move on to the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, Mo, you said you'd like the top four in this team, and I know you're not referring to the Marlins. No. So why do you like the Phillies? 
Uh, I think Bryce Harper is very, very good. I feel like he gets more and more underrated every year. People will start to not talk about him as much as I think he's a 275, 35 home run guy every year, and uh, obviously in a 162. But uh, the top of yeah, uh, yeah, it could be. Oh, he's got a, he's got ten more years left to figure it out too. <laughs> but uh, you know, Aaron Nola is really good there. They have they got Wheeler there too now, right? He's their number yeah, two. Yeah. You know, he's really good. It's the same thing. They got a bunch of really good players all the way around, and it's uh, they're they're a complete team. They're a, they're a tough team to beat. Goose, do you like anything about the Phillies? I don't. I mean, listen, he he's not wrong. You look up and down this lineup. McCutcheon, Hoskins, Harper, Real, uh, Real Muto, That's right, Real who the Muto. Mets were in on. Uh, Gregorius is in there. Gene Segura is in there. Uh, and then a bunch of other guys that I've, I don't think much people outside of their hometowns have heard of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, I mean, it's just – this is a great division. This is a really good division. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my, uh, Philly's scary, but uh, I'm not a fan of Philly. Uh, Philly last year also had a 7.06 ERA in 2020, rather. Yeah, um, that's going to change. Yeah, so that was big question marks. And I'll just gloss over the Marlins. Um, not much there going on. Playoff team uh, last year, though. Yeah, Sixto Sanchez, was he's a pretty good highlight spot of that team. But regardless, do you guys think the Marlins are going to be a big threat? No. 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 Not over 162. I think in no. 60, you see some like weird things happen. Oh, yeah. They did their job. They were that team that shouldn't have made it in a 60-game sprint. They out-sprinted a couple of bigger teams. Yep. And now they could tell their fans in the next five years, like, hey, we made the playoffs. It was fun. <laughs> Who do you guys think wins the NL East, and what's the record? Oh, man. I, I think Atlanta wins this division. I think they get to – listen, I think they're a 100-win caliber team. I think with the difficulties in this division – I think they win nine. I'm gonna go 94 wins uh, for Atlanta. It's it's still a high number. It's, high number. I, it's still. Was it? I was thinking 92. Yeah, I, I was in. I was between 93 and 94, uh, depending on if they need that win the last day. But uh, yeah, I think 94. <laughs> like I said, it's just the Mets are just such a roller coaster. Like yeah, like I'm rooting like hell for them to win the division. Of course I am. I'm not stupid. I'm not a, you know. But just the roller coaster they put you on every year. I mean, what else? What else do you really come to expect? And I get what you mean. You can only be unbiased to a certain point. You right. Want the Mets to break and I mean, through. listen, they got a good rotate. Like this rotation should be good. It's like, probably the best in baseball. It, it should be. It should be amazing. And then you bring back Carrasco's off of uh, when he comes back off of injury. Cindergard when he comes off. Of, like it should be a great pitching staff. Just oh, yeah. gonna be question: How consistent are you gonna get it out of your big dogs? How how great is Lindor gonna be? Can Pete Alonso find his rookie year form? CX factor in the NL East. And can you get nine outs? Right. I don't know if the Mets can get nine outs. That's what scares me about them. Um, Who do you like this division? Oh, God, this bullpen is awful. No, it's really bad. Familia is going to be pitching in big big innings. Yeah, that guy. Lugo's Lugo's on the DL. That's a problem. Uh, I like Atlanta, too. 94 was also my number, but I'm going to change it to 96 because I don't want to have the same number. That's not fun. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think Atlanta's the best team. And uh, earlier question, this is a three-playoff division. Three-team playoff division. Beautiful. We'll move on to the NL Central. I know we're kind of crunched for time here, so we will kind of speed this up a little more. Let's start with the NL Central, boys. Obviously, the St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati Reds, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Malt, let's start with you overall in this division. Who do you like to win it? Who's going to be vying for a playoff spot? Who's the MVP of this division, if you will? I think the Central and West are pretty easy. I think... St. Louis has got to be the favorite in the Central by a decent margin, right? Yep. If Arenado, uh, I think he's probably the MVP of that team if he plays his type of baseball. 
You got to see, though, the whole Colorado effect as long as it really transfers over. I think he had uh, two hits in opening day. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a really good baseball player. And if he isn't just Colorado made with those numbers, they should win that division easy. Goose, who do you like out of the NL Central? Yeah, Milwaukee's a scrappy team uh, that'll find their way, I think, to make this probably a division within three games come the last series of the season. I think they just fight, like, they just, I don't know, I don't it depends what Yelich is. He was really bad right, last year. Right. Uh, what what Christian Yelich are we going to see over 162? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to 60, that's an interesting discussion. I think he's going to be – I don't think he's the MVP again, but I think he's going to be good. Hopefully and, he's uh, good because yeah. he was really bad last year. Yeah. yeah. His oh, strikeout yeah. percentage, like, tripled or something like that. Yeah. It was stupid. It was historically bad season for Christian, no doubt. I mean, listen, you guys want to go to Pirates game for, like, five bucks? I will. No, like, it's probably a decent <laughs> gig, dude. I did. <laughs> Honestly. Um, let's just talk another team in the NL Central. You guys don't like the Cubs? They're a couple years removed from a World Series. Yeah, so that'll be their Darvish, last one for 100 years. They still have who? You Darvish, John they Lester. Don't have, you Darvish no, Darvish Padres, got right? traded to the Padres. Oh, yeah. exited, rather. They yeah. have exited. Yeah, they still have Chris Bryant, still have Javier Baez and Rizzo. Oh, yeah. Lester, the only lefty in Major League Baseball history that you could run on every time you got on yeah. base. Is he still in the Cubs, though? <laughs> yeah. Is he still, like, playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that guy's name in a while now. The, those three guys you named are pretty good. Baez, uh, Brian, Rizzo. Yep. But uh, same thing with Brian Lake Correa. They're saying they're nowhere close on their contract either. And if you're Bryant, really, do you want to stay in Chicago? It's cold. It's, it's <laughs> freezing cold. there for the first month of the season, maybe first two months. Uh, they're the second best team in the city because the White Sox are up and coming and better than they are. They had their window. They won it. They won the World Series. I mean, their GM left, right? He's gone. Yep. Uh, I think it's time for him to switch, too. But, uh, yeah, I think all three of those guys are pretty good. But I don't know if uh, any of them are superstar, superstar players. Yeah, I mean, what does Jock Peterson give you this year if you're the Cubs? Yock, like a walk. Yock. Jock. <laughs> I think he went yard yesterday or two days ago, too. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean what, is he, what is he going to give you out of the five hole? That's, that's a good yeah. The same thing, what's McCall was giving him, the uh, Schwerber. Yeah. Strike out a lot, <laughs> hit a couple homers. Yeah. The we'll, same player. Yeah, we'll move on to the NL West. Obviously, I do want to break down two teams here. First being the Dodgers. Dodgers. Goose, we'll start with you. Team of L.A. right now with the Lakers, with the Angels, with all these other teams in L.A. They seem to be the number one team. What do you like about the Dodgers? Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say this is at minimum a two-playoff uh, two team division. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like the two at the top. Um, you know, I think the Dodgers The Dodgers not only brought everybody back, but they had a guy like Trevor Bauer that, you know, they just – Find ways to bring Justin Turner back, and you know, we, Bauer's not that good. Well, that's that's <laughs> great, but depending on where he is in the rotation, uh, you know, they they still have, I think they still got decent, you know, a decent rotation. If you're looking at, uh, you know, Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw, Urias, Dustin May, like I think that's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good starting line. rotation. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so I expect nothing less than them to, you know, win this, win a hundred games. Uh, and and be right there at the top, contending to go back to the World Series and win it. Mo, well, what do you like about the Dodgers? You think you have a legit chance to um, repeat? Did they win last year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, last team to repeat. Last team to repeat in baseball was the Yankees. They went three in a row. Just throwing that fun fact out there. Um, I was four years old. <laughs> yeah, you were. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the Dodgers have to. There's have to be the favorite in everyone's eyes. They might be the best team really put together in a long time. Like everyone, we're told the Nets before we start recording how everyone's going to them. It feels like the Dodgers have everyone. Like we just said, they have about six starters that could be one or twos on most teams. Their whole lineup's really, really good. Mookie Betts is arguably 
the best player, but I think he's the second best player. But he's you know ungodly talented. Uh, yeah, they have. They're, I love they're, how the Red Sox missed on that. Oh yeah, me too. It's sick. <laughs> I love it. They got nothing for him really. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, chips and crackers. But yeah, uh, let's move on to the San Diego Padres. Uh, San Diego Padres, excuse me. Slam Diego Goose. You said there might be two teams. I assume you're alluding to this team. Let's talk about them. Yes, uh, I really, I do think this is a uh, mid '90s win team. Uh, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch, m- mostly because they're going to swing at 3-0 pitches, which I'm all for. Uh, I'm tired of I'm tired of this whole like you can't swing on 3-0. With the bases loaded, uh, keep going, Tatis. You mentioned Moneyball. This is the reason why balls on base matter. For these yeah, guys. I mean, listen, this guy. You know, I think Tatis is he's an up and coming superstar. Uh, it seemed like last year he kind of arrived. Let's see him do it in one sixty two. Uh, he's got that massive contract to live up to now. Uh, he's gonna be doing it till he's in a walking chair too. So you know, I I have high expectations for the Padres. You know, it's not an organization you think of having high expectations for, but. Uh, I think this year they they have quite quite the talent on the roster. Well, let's keep rolling down the hill. Goose had started to roll down on. Do you think this team will make the playoffs and win mid nineties? Uh, yeah, I think the rest of the division's really bad outside of the Dodgers and Padres. But I think everyone needs to pump the brakes a little bit on the Padres. They are very good. They got very good roster. But is Clevenger playing this year? He got Tommy John, right? No, he's, he's out not, this year. Yeah, so playing. he's done. So that's a big missing piece. That is a big Blake one. Snell is good, but he's not the same Blake Snell he was a couple years ago. Um, Tatis, also the next superstar in baseball. Don't get me wrong. He's only had like 600 plate appearances though in the majors. Sooner or later, they're going to get some tape on this guy. I mean, it feels like every time he's up, he hits a home run or hits the ball very, very hard. He's not going to continue to do that. He's going to come down, I think, a little bit uh, to reality. But the rest of that lineup scares me a little bit for them. Like Eric Hosmer, he's getting paid a lot of money. He's playing pretty well right now, but I don't know if he's that good. Will Myers, ex-Ray, Devil Ray player at the time. I used to love him. Doesn't wear batting gloves. Used to love that. <laughs> but I don't know how good he is either, and he's got to play well. But then the rest of that lineup kind of is like the Tommy Fams of the world. Like they're, you know, it feels like whenever they play your favorite team, they go three for three, but I don't think they're that good. <laughs> but this team could definitely win 90 games. 90 to, my number is like 90 to 92 for them. So let's get it right into it. The opening week, way too early, World Series predictions. Let's uh, start with the NL, AL champs. Malt, we'll start with you. Uh, it's Yankees, uh, Dodgers. Is that what you're asking me to do? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. AL, NL champs. Goose? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> um, That's a safe bet, though. It's not yeah, a fun bet. You know what? Let's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's got to be the safe bet. Yeah, I'm going Mets and uh, Astros. What's up? <laughs> Good Mets, for you. Mets win 4-0. See, I was thinking if I was going to make this, like, fun, quote-unquote, I would have went, went Mets Yankees, but I can't pull the trigger on that. The possibility is yeah. still there, I've, the, honestly, the month honestly. of Yeah, but the month of June for the Mets been, yeah. it, it has been miserable. Under miserable. The it's new air. I legit new think rest. I'd rather work my 10-hour shift at Amazon for seven days out of the week than watch the Mets in June. They, they, are, they are historically bad. Three years ago, they had the worst June ever. By any team that's ever... Baseball's been played <laughs> since the beginning of time. They had the worst June ever. So it's Goose, stupid. Goose doesn't like the Mets as much as I do this year. Molt, Dodgers, Yankees, who wins the World Series? Way too early, opening week. I mean, I'm just going to say the Yankees. I don't, I don't even fully believe it, but I'm just going to say it. The Dodgers are a really good baseball team. So I'll go Dodgers. So, uh, 
All right, so I got mad. So you guys got Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wraps up baseball, early season predictions, early season rundowns. Goose, it's bringing to you. That took up a while, so what do we Yeah, got? of course. Let's talk a little football, guys. The draft is coming up. It's less than four weeks away. Uh, all our favorite teams are going to make draft picks that we don't like, that we'll regret and make hot takes about. And regret? Yeah. Love you. Yep. I can't <laughs> speak today. Today is non-speak day. Uh, and then, you know, we'll make hot takes about it, and then we'll all laugh about you it. came and... off air this morning. <laughs> what do you mean it's not your speaking today? Right, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> tired of speaking today. Um, but, uh, guys, uh, the focus has been pro days. Um, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm tired of watching dudes in shorts. Uh, listen, the, the only real benefit of the pro days, maybe, is for the guys that took the year off. Uh, a guy like Penny Sewell, like, just to see his three-cone drill. Because uh, offensive lineman, the 40 time doesn't mean anything. Uh, but to see his, you know, three-cone drill, how much he can bench for it, I guess, maybe. But still, you go back, you watch the film, and I think film don't lie. You know, that's the, that's the one thing. You know, mano a mano, man versus man, like, film is not going to lie. And this whole thing with Justin Fields, I, I just, I, I can't, it's really weird. It was him and Trevor Lawrence. Then it was, do the Jaguars like Justin Fields more? And then after the national title game, he is now at in some drafts predicted to go 15 to the Patriots. I'm like, wait a minute. How does this make any? I'm I'm confused. Well, I think what the 49ers did moving up with those assets and putting Jimmy G on the try it out year or getting a first round pick for him, I think all signs lead to Justin Fields. I think all the hype, Mulder, you mentioned it before the show, after Clemson was he broke his ribs and still put on a, a clinic. And then all the hype started to die down for no reason. I still think this is their guy. I think if the Jets miss on Justin Fields and he lands with the Niners, he's going to have a way better career than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson just because of the pieces around him. Are you just putting it out there that any quarterback that lands with the Jets is likely going to have no, a No, because I think Zach Wilson is going to have a higher ceiling than most people oh, think. Okay. But at the same time, the system that Shanahan has is mobile quarterback friendly. You saw it with RG3 in his healthy year. And then, obviously, they're the 49ers, man. They were at a championship a couple of years ago. Still a great defense, still a great line. So whoever lands with the with the Niners has the best chance to succeed. Right, but it's weird. When he went to the Super Bowl, he he brought two statues to the Super Bowl, and that would lead signs to Mac Jones. I think I think if you're talking schematically, what's worked for Shanahan has it, it leads you to Mac Jones. But you don't trade three first round picks for Mac Jones. He's not that guy. In my opinion, he's not worth that, in my opinion. Uh, he hasn't played a game without Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle in a few years now. Uh, or, you know, every other five-star born on this earth playing receiver. Najee Harris. <laughs> like, uh, Najee Harris is running back. He's not going to have that. Uh, uh, what's his best back going to be? Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback? Like, you well, know. They got, most of, they got a couple of guys Well, that's there. great. Wilson but, you know, they're not – I don't think they're Najee Harris. Like, I think, you know, they're pretty good guys. But my, my point is – you don't trade three first-round picks for Mac Jones. Mo, who do you think you're going with? Uh, so I think you're right, Goose. I think Mac Jones fits the Niners because I think it's more of a system offense where it's, you know, read A. If read A's not there, the ball's going B. That's it. There's the play. Don't think. Just, like, react. Right. And I think Mac Jones is a system quarterback. I think he can throw the football where he has to throw it. But like you said, I just if they take Mac Jones, I, I'd, be, I'd be amazed. He I'd is laugh. not that – yeah, he's. Just, I just don't think he's – I think if he's in the right system, he can win. But I think a lot of guys can be in the right system and win. Right. That's just how it kind of works. I don't think he's a guy that like a, like a Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson. You know, plenty of got Russell Wilson. It doesn't matter what's it like. Changing. Brady just showed it too. It doesn't matter what system they're in. 
they're going to just go out and ball. And I don't think that's Mac Jones. And in my eyes, a first-round pick in the NFL is like maybe the most valuable thing in sports because it's a starter. And you're giving up three of them for that guy. So, and it yeah. just it's also you're really putting yourself out there because if he's not the guy and Fields or Lance is later on, the GMs would be crucified. You're like, look, we traded we traded our future to take the third. Like, look at the Bears did basically. They're still getting made fun of going up again, Trubisky. Now, I, I I do think though, real quick, I I think the intriguing part about Fields to me to the Niners is you mentioned RG three, and then we talk about a guy like Jimmy G. RG three and Shanahan specifically, right? And I think I think it I think Justin Fields kind of falls somewhere in the middle. Yeah. He's not a run first guy, but he's you know he can move, he can get outside the pocket, so he could add a different dimension. And then at that point, they're basically playing triple option offense. And in the NFL today, you, who who the hell is going to prepare for the triple option? Yeah. I think Justin Fields he has can that, throw. Um, the Dak Prescott comparisons. Mm. And I think those are pretty pretty good. Um, analysis of what his game is. Right, but we he never saw a tough guy like that. Wins. We never saw a tough guy like that in Shanahan's offense. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like we see Jimmy G. Jimmy G's, you know, he might move a step left. That's about it. You know, but yeah. RG three is going to run out of the pocket the minute he sees a, you know. But feel I think Fields will hang in there, and I, I wonder how that can be unique to Shanahan's yeah, offense. And the NFL is going in that direction too. The more mobile quarterback wins you more games, can make more stuff happen. Unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah, and call us your right. man. But everyone else, it feels like you know you need a mobile QB if you want to get stuff done. Very good, very good point. But let's ask you something now, Malt. Trey Lance, if he doesn't go three to San Francisco, where does he go? Atlanta, four. I, I like Atlanta. Or do they reload with Kyle Pitts? I'm hearing Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. Dude, I'm also not. A, I'm not a Kyle Pitts believer. I don't know what it is. Why is that long as uh, arm span? Right yeah, but he can't block. Can't block. block. All right, I, okay. Blocks. Do you, do you re- hold on? Do you remember the last tight end that came out of school that couldn't block and was a receiver so more than he was a tight end? This year. He was a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think it's tough in today's NFL. NFL, and you can't just run the package, same packages over and over again. Yeah, like if pitch is in, there's a good chance to pass play. Because if it's not, you're just gonna bully him. He's not gonna block That's so you. True. Um, I also like think he's good. I don't think he looks as fast in tape as he did in his pro day. He ran like a four 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 or something like that. I, so. I don't think he played a four four four. No. no. Uh, but I mean, he's gonna be good. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's like people are saying. He's like Darren Waller. I don't think he's that big. I think Darren Waller's bigger than he is, and he's not anything like Kelsey. So I don't know or Kittle. So oh. I, so I think he oh, could be good. Him. But I think he's gonna be used more as like a strictly a receiver, and I don't think he's as good as like. Chase and Waddle and like those guys down the road there. Goose, where do you think Trey Lance goes if he doesn't go number three to San Francisco? I like Atlanta. I really do. Their you whole guys have him in the top they, five. Listen, no <laughs> I could. I just think Atlanta needs a guy to sit behind yeah. Matt Ryan for a year or two and then make that transition. And maybe you could trade Matt Ryan at the deadline this year for first yeah. first rounder. Oh, that's and, and, and listen, Trey Lance will play this year if he gets drafted by Atlanta. That's how it always works. That's what every you know all these. All these play. Oh no, we're gonna let the guy sit, take his time. Then Lando the fan Jones. base starts giving you death threats. Yeah, and, then you're and one and six, stuff. and you're like, why not? Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So then the guy. Dolphins you know, did it at three and three last year. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they took a guy in and out about six more times yeah. after. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think that's the spot for him. I've heard Kyle Pitts is interesting. You know, you hear people, oh, is he gonna go to the Niners? John Lynch should be fired if he takes Kyle Pitts. I'm telling you that right now. I honestly would three, rather him take Pitts and three first round picks for Kyle Pitts. That's what if he's a generational tight end? 
Congratulations. He's not, though. I don't mean when I look at his stuff, he's he's not he doesn't look to me like he's Waller, Kittle, or uh, Kelsey. He doesn't look like he's going to be in that conversation. This reminds me a lot of the DK Metcalf talks, except the tight end. Everyone thought DK was going to be an NFL pro. The dude's a freak of nature. But DK right. DK plays wide receiver. That's true. That's very true. And he was also about he could eat pits for lunch. Body fat's like two percent. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think Pitts is going to be bad. Like, I don't think he's going to be like, a bust. But I, I just don't think he's a top five. Like, people are saying top five. Like, I don't see him being a top five player. Yeah. But I, I can see Trey Lance going. Uh, and, I, and if it's not Atlanta, I think somebody trades up for him. Yeah, but, the, Pan- uh, the Panthers want him, but right? But then again, the question is when when do they – who trades up and where? Because I think the Bengals sit at five and take Sewell. I think that's like a home run for them. Yeah. Or they, or they you know, they take a tight end they, or – yeah, they take a guy like Pitts, or they take Chase, or you know, they they could really do a lot of what they want, you know, at five. So like, I don't know, I don't know if they would want to trade out of there, you know, I don't know what happens down the line there though. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a fun NFL draft. Let's talk Cowboys for a second. Oh come on! In the, the I didn't want to vomit picks. today. Where do you think the Dallas Cowboys go to? Do they have to adjust? Hopefully the into the cellar. That's where I hope they go. <laughs> they need a defense, dude. They they don't have a defense. They have the they have the most overpaid defensive end in the NFL. They have the most overpaid linebacker in the NFL, and they just signed Keanu Neal, who three years ago they would have been rolling out the red carpet. Now they're rolling out the wheelchair to make sure he can get <laughs> the training camp safely. Like th- this He's is injury prone. You're right. He tore his ACL, then tore his Achilles. I think back to back years. Like it's tough luck, but he's not the same guy. And I just. I don't know what Dallas is doing. They're going to overpay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But hopefully they mess up and the Giants get a good pick out of it. Well, let's end it with you for the NFL with the Raiders. What do you like about this team? What do you not like? Those are your boys. Uh, the Raiders uh, for the draft. Uh, dude, I I hate the draft time. It's not even – the problem with the Raiders is I think we're like <laughs> – We Flip need a corner. It. We need a tackle. We need a safety right now. We're like my three big needs and probably a wide receiver too, but let's not get into all that. But they're at 17. That's not even, like, a fun pick. No. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the Jets are, you know, you guys, they're two. The Giants, you guys are 10, right? Like, 11's fun, though. That's, 11's like, fun. that's like the first hour and a half of the draft. You're still hyped up. <laughs> yep. you, that, you're getting the best at some position at 11, like the best tackle, best linebacker, best oh, receiver, yeah, whatever. Best tackle, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying, but you're getting, like, a legit player, at least on paper. It might not add up to it, but at 17, it, there's two opportunities that happen here. You're one, some guy falls, and you're like, why is he falling to us? But we'll draft him anyway. Or second, it's some guy that like is ranked like 37th and the Raiders just reached for him at 17. Well, you uh, never know. We could have a gas mask. I would say Larry Tunsil's brother could be in this draft or something like that. You know, fun fact about that, though. They're saying because Larry Tunsil fell to the Dolphins, they then traded him to the Texans for picks, and then that pick got uh, the Dolphins to three this year when they then flipped... Whatever the whole thing is, Laramie Tunsil's gas mask got the uh, the Dolphins all these picks in the long wow. run. Wow. Yeah. Put it, it like that, Miami. There's like a finish. domino effect of getting them like six draft picks out of the entire, <laughs> out of a gas mask. And you know what's crazy too? We are going to see Deshaun Watson play for Houston this year because nobody is going to trade for him uh, uh. at the current moment in time with a lot that's going on uh, in his situation. Uh, but guys, let's talk some NBA uh, real play quick. Football this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's what gotta he, be a certified creep. We'll keep you posted. He might be. He might be on the commissioner's example list. I'm laughing, but it's it's gonna. 
H-E-L-L, the hockey sticks or whatever, with Sean Watson if he's guilty of anything. Right, we, we will absolutely oh, yeah. see. That's gonna. I'm sure that's going to take a long, long time to figure out. But let's talk about the NBA uh, and then, you know, the Knicks, the Nets. I'll talk about everywhere, And everywhere in between. Uh, the Nets just continue. Listen, they offered me a contract yesterday. Uh, I'm thinking about signing. I haven't been able to dunk in three years, but uh, I think now with my new team, I'll be rejuvenated. Uh, and then you got out west. It's it's. Uh, are the Lakers going to hold on? I think that's the question. I have two focal points here. One, okay. the Nuggets are going to win the title. Two, it better <laughs> not be the Nets. Reason are you, being, are you putting money on the Nuggets winning the title? Well, no, but since they traded for well, Aaron no. Gordon, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, uh, Why would I do that? <laughs> but since they traded for Aaron Gordon, they are five and zero with the highest offense and defensive efficiency rating. And when they have their five starters, I believe. Get off uh, the ESPN, dude. No, nah, but still, but still, stat muse, stat muse, the boys. But I also believe that Michael Porter Jr. is going to take tremendous, tremendous strides this year. He's already taken some of them. So is he winning the finals MVP? He might be. He might be. He might be the next LeBron. It's it's duly noted. Uh, That's an interesting I mean, listen, Aaron Gordon is like a five times more athletic Paul Millsap, so naturally their offense would get a rejuvenation out of that. Paul Millsap would have enough juice to win the West, though. And it's not close. Yeah. It's not close. Whoa, wait a minute. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And now Drummond. Who else? Schroeder? Schroeder's not staying. He's going to be the rental. No, Drummond, that was his He's a yeah. rental. Drummond. The trade deadline's gone. Yeah, but he He's got an extension off to him. He said no. But Drummond okay. already hurt his toe. Drummond's not scary. Yeah, until he Who's punches Jokic in the Leonard stomach. Paul like. George? <sighs> Snoring. Garbage. <laughs> Who else is stopping? The Nuggets are going to win the West. The Nuggets are good. Aaron Gordon's had the best high school mixtape of all time. <laughs> if so you true. watch his highlights, but... uh. Zion, actually, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's different, though. Zion, he doesn't count. He was like, he wasn't... But, uh... kid comes and checks him. Yeah. But, uh, I don't, I don't think they're beating the Lakers. I don't know. I don't think anyone's beating the Lakers out West. I guess it'll be a Lakers-Nets series, and, uh... I hope, but... Fun fact, Ben Simmons never lost to the Nets, so... Give me the Sixers and four. Ben Simmons also the went Sixers two and four. <laughs> ben Simmons also went like two and fifteen the other day. It was like seven points. Yeah, I think the Sixers are an interesting matchup for the Nets though if they meet in the playoffs. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think both teams are gonna struggle to guard the other team. I think the Celtics and the Nets are an interesting matchup. I mean, no. listen, the Celtics aren't making the playoffs. I know. I know. <laughs> Whoever I know. tries to guard Joel is just wrong. I yeah, mean, Lamarcus is gonna be able to do it. Blake's not gonna be able to. Do it. Like they did. You know, you're right. That is a bad matchup. I think the Lakers out west. We gotta see LeBron get healthy. Uh, AD looks like he's coming back soon, uh, at least, you know, from those, you know, what every NBA player's favorite thing to do right now is send out cryptic tweets and yeah. pictures and all this other <laughs> crap. It, it looks like he's coming back soon. Uh, LeBron will probably be another, I think he's another three, four weeks uh, away. So uh, we'll have to see if they, I think if they can avoid playing in the playing game, uh, not that, not that it would matter in my yeah. opinion, because I think LeBron would just activate playoff mode just a little bit early. But uh, the the less the less miles you have to put on that guy, uh, the better off you're going to be in the playoff run. So, yeah. you know, you never know. And we got the NCAA tournament. You know, is, is uh, wait real quick before we get to that. If oh, the yeah. Knicks uh, make a four or five seed, which they could possibly do, they're winning the first round. Well, that to be known. As oh. long as they don't play the Nets, Bucks, or Sixers, <laughs> they are winning the first round. So if, they <laughs> if they play the Heat or the Hawks is like probably the matchup that's going to be, they can beat that team in a yeah, seven game they series. Can. They can't beat the other three. I'm not going to lie about it, but like if they, they can win a series, if they're the four or five seed, they can win a series. RJ Barrett's disappointment, and so is Abi Toppin. 
RJ Barrett's a stud, bro. And Obi Toppin is a disappointment, but the problem <laughs> the problem is Julius Randle is so good yeah. that Tibbs yeah, is. is just keep Tibbs hasn't played forty minutes a night, dude. There's no minutes for Obi Toppin to get. He plays literally like eight to twelve minutes. Like no one's gonna get better playing eight to twelve minutes. That's so true. He'll be all right. He'll he'll figure out. If not, I don't. It doesn't matter. Julius Randle is a stud. Stud. He's gonna sign for not the supermax. And we'll have plenty of cap space. We're not the Supermax. Yeah. So he's going to get the Supermax. No way. If he gets the Supermax, I, there's no point in playing basketball. He's, gonna he's not getting the Supermax. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's not going to the Supermax. Then we'll have Barrett, <laughs> Randall, two first-round picks this year, ours and the Mavs, who the Mavs are suddenly good at basketball again. <laughs> so hopefully we use those two picks to trade up to, like, mid-teens, get a decent player, so that it's Barrett, Randall, that decent player, and then the free agent game plays happens again and we and no, then we signed a free agent and that's when we're good and that will be three years from now when the Nets are no longer good and boom <laughs> remind me tweets and, yeah uh, the Nets are playing checkers while the Nets are playing chess or the Knicks are playing chess right game. now it's yes it's the long game. game oh man final four you're well, mentioning my uh my rookie of the year was looking great until LaMelo yeah you're right he, he was gonna win it too. Oh, yeah. still my still my win uh, no what's his face from mm, Minnesota's gonna win it now Anthony yeah, Edwards yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the final four we got Houston versus Baylor, so an all Texas matchup. Uh, we then have uh, Gonzaga and the surprise UCLA. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know how anybody beats Gonzaga. I, I no don't. one does. Aren't they I, two touchdowns. Drew, 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 Drew Timmy with the headband and the handlebar mustache. Yeah, absolutely terrific. I mean, great for college basketball. And great to put on the Final Four. Jalen Suggs has been, I think, the best player on the team. He's a perfect piece for them. He's, well, yeah, he uh, went to high school with Paige Beckers. That's pretty good high school. Yeah, so it might be like yeah. an IMG. But still, uh, <laughs> but still, yeah, Jalen Suggs, he might go for the draft right after this. I know they have at least five players that could get drafted and play backup minutes at least. Oh, yeah. And they might have ten players that eventually play in the NBA. Would he be the highest draft insane. pick since Adam Morrison? I'm not gonna sit here and yeah. act like I even know that. Adam Morrison uh, was probably though, right? Yeah, but Adam Morrison wasn't right? he third yeah. overall? He yeah. went very high. Yeah. Mustache and shiny he had the hair. stash too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to that man, you look at him. You go, he's not NBA star. I think, yeah, I think if you know, depending on where Jalen Suggs go, he could be the highest drafted Gonzaga player since. But yeah, that's that's Zach Collins probably went. You got ten high. guys deep that are probably that getting high, NBA minutes in their teens, early teens. Yeah, but ten guys deep that are probably getting NBA minutes in a lifetime. And there's no other team, including UCLA, UCLA's miracle run, that are going to beat these guys. Not Baylor, if they win. Not Houston, who I don't think is going to be Baylor. Where is Gonzaga? Where? What state is that located? Uh, Spokane, Washington. Washington. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This Washington Final Four state is kind of, like kind of boring, state. I think. There's no, like, fun team in it. Houston's boring. They should have lost to Rutgers. That would have been a lot more fun. Yeah. Rutgers. Um, and then so Baylor boring. and Gonzaga, like, I mean, I guess it, that's why they're the top two seeds coming into yeah. it, because they're the best two teams. But I mean, I'll watch the game. We'll all watch the game. But like, it's not. That's not exciting. If it's, I told you Gonzaga Baylor finals, no one's being like, "Oh boy, yes." Like, no one wants <laughs> that. Gonzaga right? by fifteen. It's not close. Yeah, uh, Baylor's good, but like, yeah, it's not. I don't know. That's not that exciting. UCLA'd be cool if they somehow win the game. They're not going to. Not but. Going. Yep. Gonzaga's got two dudes with headbands, which is awesome. UCLA also features a dude with a headband so by the name of Jaime Jaquez. Uh, great name. He'll give you 33 a night. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor's got a guy with a mullet, too, dude, yeah. right? Oh, That's 45 and 10, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the excitement in this year's Final Four, the hair? <laughs> Which hairstyle wins the title? It's got to be. Jalen sucks buzz cut. <laughs> it's got to be. But, uh, no, it, listen, we are at the end of this uh, tournament, and we had uh, Baylor women's coach Kim Mulkey come out and say, the TA should just stop testing for COVID because we're at the Final Four. That was so weird. And, uh, you know, again, like, God forbid one of these players – 
catches it or a team catches it and they again have a comorbidity and they get really sick and you're going to say well but they were playing for the final four well, like th- th- this whole like, last year in the world series kind of did that. This, <laughs> yeah. this logic like is broken like yeah. in terms of what happens though so say after the final four say it's gonzaga baylor right and they put games tuesday is it tuesday monday monday, monday night say uh, tomorrow afternoon, somehow one of the guys had COVID. I don't know if it's really possible because of the bubble. Let's just say it happens. Though, what do they do? Push the yeah. game back two weeks? I would have hoped they follow the VCU method and just. So you're just you're just handing Baylor the championship. Here we go. <laughs> I, that's what I'm asking. Like, what do they do? Well, like, they already set the precedent with Virginia Commonwealth. Once they screw yeah, but it's them the out championships of, now. But like the, the no coach saying that like kind of makes sense because. You can't like what like like what do you do? You just get you cancel a Houston final four game, in, right? But there are, there are right, people like a, paid a lot of money no, to make that decision. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like I'm not gonna sit here and act like I have an answer yeah. for you, but like some dude that's getting paid a hundred grand by the NCAA, he's got an answer. He's yeah. gonna be like it's Houston. Like so like <laughs> I guess you have a coach said it too because she doesn't want to get screwed out of it. But then saying let's just stop testing, I was like. Well, that makes literally zero sense because we've been testing for a reason. It wasn't just for like fun. fun we're yeah. testing. It like, <laughs> it's so that like no, schematics. all like twenty eight girls in this court right now don't end up with COVID. That'd right. be cool. And her her team lost in the elite eight, so it didn't yeah. actually yeah, end up mattering for you her. Hope you get tested. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I did not expect much. You know, less it, it's Baylor. It's in Texas. You know, you we, see how quick they kick these teams out if they lose too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a reality show. It's like show three hours later. Back. It's like all right, you guys are out of here. It's like Jesus Christ. Reality show. The bags are packed. They were Oregon State finished at like 10 p.m. They had to get out by 1:15 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Like, gee, we're just going. We're a 12 seed. We're on a huge run. Heartbroken. Yep. All right. Yep. Show's over. Get out of here. Crap. We're going yeah. to the room. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's crazy. And uh, we got the nat- um, name, image, like likeliness. Uh, Supreme Court case is go- is ongoing. Uh, we'll talk about that in future episodes. The no case. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. There's there's just a lot going on. There there is that is a very complicated issue that's going to take a lot of unraveling to go through um but at, at the end of the day um the players i think I, I don't think every player some players are i don't think every player is asking to make the bank mm-hmm. i think the players are asking stop with the stupid crap like hey joe that owns such and such restaurant bought me a meal after i dropped 45 on michigan yesterday <laughs> oh sorry you're suspended and your team's got to vacate wins like that's wrong like, if a dude sells a jersey and the guy says, here's 50 bucks, thanks for making my kid happy, shouldn't be suspended and have to vacate wins for that. Like, there, there's these little things that I think the NCAA can do that would make uh, life a lot easier on their athletes and, uh, and and you know, would paint themselves in a better light. Yeah, and have mm-hmm. more kids, you know, just eat dinner and whatnot. Was right. that, like, 10 years ago when Shabazz Nathier and UConn was saying they didn't even, like, eat after, like, tournament games so they didn't have any money? Yeah, a lot of it's just uh, now they have unlimited meal plans. After that, yeah, that, that went into effect. I think that in that tournament run, well, you're starving. Your <laughs> yeah, but like that's the problem. It has to be brought to life for the right. NCAA. The NCAA just stinks at everything, dude. Yeah, they have to like that's be brought to life. But I was like, oh, maybe we should be feeding the guys that are making us hundreds of millions of dollars off like ad revenue yeah. right and now. And you can make the debate like, oh, you don't want to pay college players, you give them education and stuff. But that was they were just giving them education, like no room, no yeah, board, <laughs> like no meals. I like mean, you can make the debate. I feel like. 10, 15 years ago when they weren't made. Like, dude, they're literally making, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, the NCAA and the colleges themselves off these guys. Yep, like, yep. they're not asking to be paid like the NFL. You know, just 
give them a little bit of a kickback. Right. They want the, 10 G's a year. Yeah. And yeah, let them eat food and, like, you know, go on vacation once a year with their <laughs> yeah. friends. You or, know like, I mean? how about the US, uh, UCF kicker three, four years ago? He had a YouTube channel, made money off of the YouTube channel. They told him he had a pick. He either had to play football and give up the YouTube channel or vice versa. Any other athlete and student on, on campus uh, can do it. I, I actually don't even know what he decided to do. But that's what I'm talking about. Like that's that ridiculous. Yeah. That story gets you millions of it, views. it just it doesn't make it doesn't make it make sense. Yes. I think that's the NCA and they could have avoided going to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Like if they just weren't idiots and weren't, you know, killing these kids, you know, I just think it would it would all make sense. Uh you know, and if they actually like showed that they cared about women's sports. Oh yeah. You know, like that that was just ridiculous. Like that weight room thing was so weird. It was just dumb. Like it was, yeah. I, I I honestly thought it was fake at first. I was like, oh, they just took a picture of one corner yeah. of the room, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is what what? No, I thought something got messed up or something didn't get delivered. Because right. I see, I was saying to someone, I'm like, who like planned this out and was like, yes, it was it was eight dumbbells. A whole team couldn't. It wasn't like they just gave them like thirty six dumbbells and thought like, oh, like they're girls. That's all they'll need. They didn't even give enough for them to use dumbbells. <laughs> and it's like, who sat there and was like, oh, yeah, the girls, they don't do squats. They don't do, like, <laughs> other things. Like, we'll just give them eight dumbbells. Like, who oh, seriously? And, like, <laughs> and what, like, obviously, that like, it gets planned out by someone smaller. But at, sooner or later, it got to someone's desk to clear it off. And they were just like, yeah, sure. Like, so, there was a chain of people. Like, no one's white room? Sure. Yeah, no one stopped in the chain. It was like, hold on. First off, this doesn't make any, any sense. Zero. And two... You know this is going to be end up on Twitter. And sure, like a half hour into them being Some there. Some PR person should have yeah. said, this is going to be bad. Yeah, this can't be. And then they're like, we don't have enough room. And then the room is huge. It's like, people have cell yeah, phones. Like, You're not even like, <laughs> this isn't 1940 where you can just lie about this stuff. This isn't North Korea. I lifting air. Yeah. They're like, we don't have enough room. The girl turns around, there's a huge room. It's like, what are you, especially in 2021, like, yeah. what are we doing? And the, and the crazy part is that whole chain of command, it's all dudes. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way there was a woman in that chain of command. Uh, she went... Yeah, that, that that's good enough. Yeah, like, uh, that was adequate just, in 1970. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, this is... The whole thing, it was so... I'm telling you, NCAA just stinks. They, yeah. they stink. They, they, have, they yeah. never do anything right. They just... It's crazy for how much money they make that they don't have someone that's just like, hey, you know, like, let's not have Twitter get mad at us for a week. Like, right. they, every, they do everything wrong. Everything is wrong. It's, every day. They, they it's just, crazy. They just can't figure it out. But uh, we can figure it out, and we figured out a lot today. Here on the Airedale Podcast. That's going to do it for episode 44. Moltenar, love, uh, thank you for joining us. You love, can finish that. We love, love you coming in. <laughs> I, love I was trying here. to figure out where I was going with that. I uh, love having you on. Uh, if the people need to reach out to you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, at EricM46 on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Well, you can reach me on Twitter at Gosker56, at Goose on the Mic uh, on Instagram. Uh, I, I will do be. I will be looking around the Instagram. You know what I found the other day? April Fools was obviously this past week, and uh, Wesleyan has a student paper, and right smack dab on the front page of the paper, uh, geese banned from campus for two years for not social distancing, and I'm like, yo, wait a minute, hold on, this, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is wrong. I took complete offense to it. So it's, it's been a it's been a tough week in the in the geese community. Joel, where might the people be able to find you? and or the podcast on social media. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GoodOldJoels, and you can follow the podcast on Instagram at AirItOut.podcast and on Twitter at PodcastAirItOut. Any questions, comments, concerns, or even compliments, you can reach us out of those. Yeah, we like compliments. I think that's still a thing in 2021. I like better feedback, more criticism. Get my face. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know if you want that right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, listen, pull you up. <laughs> ne- next week will be the uh, episode forty-five. It will be the Jordan on the Wizards episode. Uh, already earmarking that as as forty-five. So uh, that'll be fun, John. It's going to be another exciting week. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. What's up? Jordan on the Wizards was only bad because the NBA introduced his own. Jordan's a fraud. <laughs> oh, jeez. John's going to get me killed out here. Um, but, no, listen, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week. Joel, and we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Uh, coming Aww. up here. I think, it's in, flowers? I think it's in two weeks. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's how that works. Um, I think they usually just boot you off of uh, wh- wherever you are. Uh, but, uh, no, we'll be back next week with episode 45. Until then, Jolan. Put in the books. <laughs> <laughs>